How are you? Um, you know, I'm all right. I guess. Yeah. I don't really know what to say. That sounds really, Long really time no see. I know I missed your face. I missed your face. I think I need to like let it be known that I have a cut of some sort on the side of my tongue. And it's making me talk a little different. So if I sound weird, that's <laughs> a little lisp going on. Yeah, I do. It's the weirdest thing. I was like trying. Uh, I just it's it is what it is. It's part of me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is me now. <laughs> yeah, this is me now. Um. Well, this is booze and ghouls. Mm-hmm. I think this is episode twenty-one because we're late. We missed. We well, we skipped a week because of things. Yeah. And now we're back. I'm Alana. I'm Leanne. And um, what are you drinking today, Leanne? I'm glad you asked. I have a little something special. Um, actually, this is not special <laughs> at all, but it is, um, it looks like it's going to be really good. Okay. So I, uh, I found this random, every, every story with me starts out with, I just found this random thing. So I found this random Arizona tea juice called mango something. Okay. I like mango. And I like mango. We had um some vodka in the freezer and a little peach schnapps. So it's a Ooh. mango peach juice. Arizona juice. What's in Arizona? Hmm. <laughs> I think. I'm trying to think of something I could name it on the fly, but I've got well, nothing. Uh, you could call it the Phoenix Lights, like that phenomenon well, with the- um, That's a good one. With the aliens, you know, they were in- That's a really good one. The flying in the V formation, or, well, we don't know if they were aliens, but it was a weird phenomenon. It was a UFO. That was really good. That's a really good one. I'm going to call it that. The Phoenix Lights. That's what it's called. And it's it's delicious. They're good. I'm glad. I should, probably should take a sip. I don't even remember if I- I, I want to see it how like stressed I am right now is I don't even remember if I took a sip of this before before I before you clicked record I can't remember I don't think you did let let me see the color I want to see the color oh nice yeah it's really good it looks good yuppers um what are you drinking today (gasps) well you so it looks like a nice coffee right yeah and it looks phenomenal so I um for St. Patrick's Day, I bought, I got some Jameson cold brew and I got some Bailey's Irish cream. And what I did on St. Patrick's Day is I kind of just mixed equal parts of those together and, and drank it. But today- You got super fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I did get pretty drunk. Uh, I was I was FaceTiming with my mom. <laughs> so um, we both got tipsy on FaceTime. Uh, but- nice. So today I had some leftover coffee from this morning that I didn't finish. So, you know, like gets cold and then sometimes I'll pour it over ice and make iced coffee. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I poured my leftover coffee into this glass over ice and then I added the Jameson cold brew and then I added the Bailey's Irish cream. So it's it just like a super alcoholic iced coffee. <laughs> Take a sip of it. That's good. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. <laughs> Um, I think that I have had that Jameson cold brew and I really liked it. Yeah, it's really good. I decided to finally try it. Um, you know, you know, I like my Jameson. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And Bailey's Irish cream 
it's so sweet but the way i liked to have it best which i haven't done yet but is if you get haagen coffee ice cream yes and then you pour the baileys over it 100 oh good so good i feel like we've done that before we probably have it's one of my yeah it's so good desserts or so like alcoholic desserts mm-hmm. oh before we start i have to talk about i know we always talk about like what shows we're watching or podcasts mm-hmm. we're listening to or whatever but mm-hmm. this one is old it's not new but i just binged the black tapes podcast have you heard of it before i don't think so so there's there's three seasons of it and it's a it's a uh audio do- docudrama kind of thing so it's like it's like a paranormal investigative type of setup but it's all it's like fictionalized it's all fiction um but they do talk about some real things uh-huh and it's so good you gotta listen to it it's really good black tapes yeah the black tapes podcast all right that sounds cool i i just binged that recently and i then i proceeded to tell other people and get them listening to it um and I think I'm going to start some other ones. I I had never really listened to a lot of audio dramas before, but I liked the format of this where it kind of makes you think it's like a real thing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I um, we've been watching Scandal still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seven seasons long, and now we're like invested. Now, I, I think it's good. Um, it, it's been pretty steady. Like there hasn't been too many times where we're like, cause you know, when you get shows that are really good at the beginning and then it's, they tend to go down. Yeah. You know? I, this, I don't like, You're good. Well, I don't like getting into shows that have so many seasons like that sometimes because it takes so long to watch them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. I'm, I'm like in the middle of my X-Files rewatch for the millionth time. <laughs> so much stuff backed up on dvr it is unreal yeah and i actually haven't even I'm watched seeing... an episode of that in a while i've also been um i also haven't finished workaholics i don't know i'm in season seven and I, keep, I just keep not wanting to watch the next one is uh that i have to watch is like bill and tez something sexcellent adventure or something oh, and i was shit. like yeah and this i just was like i'm not in the mood to watch this right now because i know that it's going to involve both those characters and yeah this. you can totally skip that one <laughs> <laughs> i've been watching it still at night like when i go to bed i like turn it on so i um i it's haven't actually watched but i need i need to just go ahead and finish that you and then but i've been amazing. watching i've been watching a lot of hoarders <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. It's so good. All like, literally, the only thing we watch is Scandal. Like literally, the only thing we watch <laughs> until it's done. And then, I mean, um, have you ever seen Mayans MC? It's a spinoff of Sons. No, because you know I never finished Sons of Anarchy either. Oh well, get the fuck out of here. First off, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry that was harsh, but but deserved in my opinion. Well, I watched like I think the first two seasons or something, and there was that there was just like this didn't even heat up till the third season i mean well, like- i don't remember exactly how many seasons i watched but i remember there was like this rape scene that kind of turned me yeah. off and then yeah, i was like I, that. I mean this was a long time ago and i've seen worse things since then i feel like I- right you become more jaded now you're good <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say because now i've seen like game of thrones and stuff but- right yeah yeah <laughs> at yeah, the time it, at the time it bothered it bothered me 
too much to continue i feel like so i did the same thing with uh dexter i only watched like the first season i, I loved that show that. but i feel like i for some reason i didn't finish i'm it. really bad at finishing things um, something i like uh, sometimes i just won't watch the last season because i don't want it to end yeah i did that yeah. with the office for the longest time and i didn't see the last season for like the longest time and then i finally watched it yeah oh my gosh that's such a good show I'm like such a dork dude like okay so first off do you see my glasses right now um so yeah you've got the the black electrical tape on on the bridge it's black duct tape yes oh okay and because my glasses the other day broke in half and I have they're not going to be my new ones are going to be in for like another week or so so like any I can't just do anything like a normal human so I, my first thought was, I, I'm pretty sure the school nurse probably hates me <laughs> because first off, you know, I can't stand the sight of blood. So if anyone is ever bleeding in the class, I'm like, you gotta go like, right <laughs> to the nurse. Go to the nurse, get out of my sight. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta go well with COVID though. Now, like you can't just like call or send them down. You have yeah. to uh, like fill out this Google form and he'll come get them. So I'll be like filling out the Google form and I'm like, so-and-so said they don't feel good. I suspect they're just tired, but da-da-da-da. Like, I know he hates me. <laughs> so the other day he came upstairs to get, uh, to give us like this fruit because they get the kids get fruit a couple times a week for like a snack. And um, he was like, I was asking, I was like, I was gonna, um, I was gonna call and ask you what to do about my glasses. <laughs> and he was like uh, laughing. And then I was like, have you ever seen Lost? <laughs> like, yeah. And so, of course, then we were talking and I'm like, remember when the one guy he was reading and his eyes were hurting and then he realized he needed glasses. So they like soldered those two together. <laughs> soldered? So- soldered? Yeah, no, that's right. Soldered. Soldered them together. Solder. And, that's oh, right. Soldered. <laughs> Why do I feel like that sounds weird? Oh, I'm so fucking tired. Um, and uh, anyway, so yeah, so I'm going to do that with my glasses once I get a blowtorch. <laughs> Don't think that that's a good idea. <laughs> I am. I'm going to visit my nephew. And take a blowtorch to your glasses. I am. I'm gonna. Um. I'm gonna melt them together. I. I don't think that that's wise, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Because <laughs> have I ever done anything wise? I mean, I want to say yes. I mean, I'm sure I have at some point. But anywho, all that to say, school nurse hates me. I'm sure. I look like a big dork with my glasses. And there you go. Now you have it. Now you know everything that I know. Um, I just got a text message. I know it's I know it's just like phishing. It's not like real. Uh-huh. It, it says that my Wells Fargo bank account is temporarily disabled and that I need to like click this link to learn more. And oh, I'm like, snap. uh, sucks for you. I don't have a Wells Fargo account. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's funny that you say that because guess what I got in the mail the other day what <laughs> i got this uh i got this thing that um it was literally like somebody tried to put me down that they worked for me that i was their employer and they're trying to get unemployment from me oh my gosh <laughs> yeah and it was the weirdest thing like I, I was like well, what is this and i opened it up it was from job and family services and it was it was like a thing for me to fill out about my employee ronald ronald <laughs> Last name redacted, but Ronald Wood. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never met. I never met an upstanding Ronald. 
Right. I was like, you, Ronald, first off, if I don't got it, you don't got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, yeah. That's so funny. But I, so I have to call them actually. I meant to call them today, but I haven't had a chance yet. So, but yeah, isn't that crazy? I'm like, how, how does that work? But although um, our school system had a really big breach. Yeah. You told me about that. Breach. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's what happened. My, my name got out there in the dark web. <laughs> Ronald was just sitting on the computer waiting. Oh, dark web. <laughs> all sounds like somebody who I can fuck with <laughs> well she's got no money so sucks for you scammer now lollipops and ass kickings I'm a lot of lollipops today Ronald. a lot of lollipops oh my god <laughs> oh, you can cut that out if you want that was aggressive no I liked it it's, it's <laughs> oh my gosh I just feel like go ahead no what oh I was gonna say I, the last time you you said something and I was like oh that's staying in and you were like no <laughs> but I left it in I don't remember I don't even oh I it. made it it was it was last episode's title and I am not only oh. left joking but I made it the title of the episode <laughs> that's hilarious also why does Alice okay so I have like some clean clothes on my bed that I was gonna wear to work tomorrow mm-hmm. I was just like sorting my clothes and tell me why she has this entire bed to lay on and she's, she's laying, laying on the clothes selectively on the clothes yeah ollie does the same thing i'm like why i set out clothes why? i took a i took a shower midday today which is um i just i do that sometimes like at lunchtime i'll take my shower instead of in the morning or at night that's a good idea because i'm working from home so why not right why not um and I set my clothes out that I was going to change into when I got out of the shower and I come back and he's on the bed and he's got his head just resting on the shirt and pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But anyway, know. it is it's they do odd that? number. So I, I go first this week. And you're odd, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, no, I'm really actually really excited. I need you to hit me with something, something good. Before we get to part two of your uh, smiley face. Fuck. I, you know what? I wasn't on the fence before. Like I totally bought into this, but after some more research and watching a couple of the episodes of the oxygen thing, I'm uh-huh. very convinced. Oh, all right. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Well, first I have something for you that's going to combine two of our favorite things. <sighs> alcohol and ghosts (laughs) these are a few of my favorite things because we're talking about the moon river brewing company today Ooh, nice in savannah georgia have you heard of it before i have okay i I don't know anything about it well i figured you would have heard about it because it's been on um well one of the things i'm going to talk about is it's been on buzzfeed unsolved yes but also um Fun coincidence, my niece Ariel is actually in Savannah right now. Oh. With her boyfriend. Um his his son lives there. Oh, but, fine. Yeah. So she's been sending Snapchats and I'm like, oh Savannah's so gorgeous. Uh, go- yeah, we remember when we went on our senior trip yeah. on our way back yeah. down. It was a good That's time we had. Her. I mean, I don't know, I don't remember what you personally did, but I ate a shit ton of pralines. Um That's hilarious. I feel like I tried to I like they're so on hardcore with the guys and that's all I really remember. oh yeah I think was it Savannah where I was giving the boys massages in the hotel room <laughs> you remember that <laughs> like the uh, money analyst we got because it was 
a Christian school. (laughs) Like, I think I held hands with this guy and our hands were covered with book bags. Wow. Such a skank. Like, that's pretty And I fell asleep on the one dude on the bus ride. There's like a picture of me sleeping on his shoulder. Oh my gosh. What a, what a, what a just, what a simpler time. Am I right? Well, yeah, what was a simpler time? Man. What a time! What a time to be alive. Uh, you know what I also just realized the other day is that I still have some jewelry that I bought at like a Claire's when we were on that trip. Nice. It's like one pair of earrings, but I mean that's like those earrings are eighteen years old. Wow. Yeah, that is crazy to think, isn't it? Yeah. Old. So old. And they're still in good condition. Story, like, though. I take good care of my stuff. Yes, you do. <laughs> anyway. You do. <laughs> so. So the Moon River Brewing Company is now a brewery and I think a restaurant and you can go visit. Uh, and this part of it opened to the public in 1999 um, on the site of the former Oglethorpe Brewing Company. Um, its current owners are Gene Biko and John Pinkerton, which I think I'll get mm-hmm. to this, but I think it's interesting because the one guy, Gene Biko, definitely believes in the supernatural and has had experiences here. And the other nice. guy, John Pinkerton, is like, no, I don't believe in any of that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's kind of like a little bit of a Ryan in a... In yeah, a yeah, a little bit. It's like if they got a bar together. In, uh, in 2010, they won a gold medal for their Rosemary India Pale Ale in the Herb and Spice or Chocolate Beer category at the Great American Beer Festival in Denver, Colorado, which Ooh. I don't like IPAs, so but... I really like rosemary so I feel like I would maybe try that beer I know you don't like I, beer. I love rosemary too so yeah I probably yeah would. I would like because I feel like if I smelled it and I could smell the rosemary I'd really want to try it but IPAs mm. usually are too bitter for me so I don't I don't mm. I don't fuck with IPAs <laughs> anyway um uh, and in 2003 the brewery was voted number 28 on the top 50 American brew pubs in the United States by beeradvocate.com I'm just, these are just some random facts that we're starting off with here because yeah, hit me, I am hit me. In 2014, they won a gold medal for a beer called Bomb, which is an Irish style stout in the World Beer Cup. They won that medal. And then in 2017, at the Great American Beer Festival, they won a gold medal for their wacky, wild wacky wit in the Belgian style wit beer category i think it's wit beer because it's a w but it's probably pronounced like a v you know how that oh. anyway yeah. but along with that medal they were also awarded best mid-sized brew pub and mid-sized brew pub brewer of the year Ooh. Um, yeah so that's that a little is. bit about like very uh award-winning brewery here so let me just get a, another sip of my get you a sip You've got to. When you're talking about a brewery, you got to get a sip. Right? But, man, that's good stuff. Because it's like, I want to just drink it really fast. Rubbing it in. Iced coffee. But Mm. I'm going to get, I know I'll probably be like toasted by the end. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, it all started with uh, Eliezer. I was going to say Eliezer because I feel like that's a name, but that's not how this is spelled. And I copied and pasted it from somewhere. So. Um, but a laser early, a native of Charleston, South Carolina, 
who constructed the building as a city hotel in 1821. So it was the first hotel in Savannah and the first home to the first branch of the United States Post Office in Savannah. And it also served as a branch of the Bank of the United States. So it was a hotel, post office, bank, and bar all together when it opened, hmm. opened in 1821. Well, I mean, it opened as a hotel, but then at some point, all of those things were housed there. And I, like, if you watch any of the um, shows where they take, where they go there to Moon River Brewing, you'll see it has multiple floors. It's like a four-story building. It's like big. Mm -hmm. So then during the hotel's tenure, many notable people stayed there, um, including War of 1812 hero Winfield Scott, Ooh. the Marquis de Lafayette, Ah. The first three Commodores of the United States Navy hmm. and the naturalist James Audubon, which I think the Audubon Society is named after him. He stayed oh, there cool. uh, for six months while attempting to sell books of his wildlife sketches. I don't know if that's true that the Audubon, kind of the Audubon Society is named after him. I just, oh. <laughs> nice. That was a good pun. I don't know. I love a good pun. You know, I love a I good pun. I know you pun. do. I had to throw that in there. Um. I don't know if the Audubon Society was named after him. I'm just assuming that it was. Yeah, it seems like that adds up. That's a safe assumption. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So in 1851, Peter Wiltberger bought the bought the city hotel and then he renovated it and put a live lion and lioness on display to draw attention to his business, apparently, for whatever hmm. reason. Bold move. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna say so so some of this information I got from Wikipedia and some of it I got directly from their website, the Moon River Brewing website, because they have a history of the hotel on there or mm -hmm. yeah, like a history of the building. Um, but yeah, that's interesting and dangerous. Interesting. <laughs> um, and then the city hotel's final guest checked out in 1864, just before the arrival of General Tecumseh Sherman during the War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> <laughs> of course it would of course it would which is otherwise oh. known as the civil war i okay. forgot that they call it that someplace oh my gosh i'll never forget that like like hearing somebody say that and then i was like mm, i'm pretty sure that's not what it's called I'm pretty sure that's not the, the thing not how that happened and then i remember being at like working at cedar point after what do you think what do you think they used to call uh the revolutionary war over in england the war the war of colonist aggression <laughs> the war of colonist aggression uh, the war the between war of, those idiots the war of, um, and us <laughs> i don't know uh, the I know I'm trying to think of a the good war one. across the pond directionist war or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's good shit. Well, the war of northern aggression <laughs> or son of a war. But I yeah, so they I think what happened is um during the civil war they had to close it down because there was too much violence happening, not just of like the war being fought, but like Mm -hmm. people in the bar starting fights and stuff oh, yeah so close the whole thing down um during that and then at the turn of the century the building was repurposed and used as a lumber and coal warehouse and then it was used just for general storage apparently and in the 1960s it was renovated as an office supply store complete with a large printing press but when that business went away the building sat empty until 1995 
when it was renovated into its current configuration as a brew pub. Nice. So that's basically, I didn't get, that's like a just short little history. I'm sure there's a lot more mm -hmm. that you could look up on this, but I really wanted to focus on the ghosts. Well, yeah, I mean, those are the main attraction. Yeah, so there's um, a, a site called Ghost City Tours, which does tours in Savannah. And I got a lot mm -hmm. of the information about the ghosts from their website. Um, so, a, so an area of the building that gets a lot of activity is the basement. The most famous ghost there is one the staff calls Toby. And he's oh. usually seen moving through the shadows. I you know it sounds real cute that they, I don't know why they named him Toby, but uh, I feel like it's a little misleading because he's a little bit of a darker kind of, <laughs> of a spirit. Oh, well, Toby sounds super, super cool. <laughs> You'll see later when he I get to He sounds like a chill guy. Uh, well, when I get to some of the other experiences, uh, what what Toby might be responsible for. Oh, um, Toby, don't do me like that. <laughs> but many people who go on the ghost tours uh, through their make a stop in the basement. And um, they had a story on there where a young woman started to panic while she was in the basement and claimed that her entire right hand side of her body became icy cold and oh, that no. she could hear voices but she couldn't make out what they were saying so they, like that. they took her outside and as soon as she got outside all the all of that ended like she wasn't experiencing it anymore Ooh. and then so a lot of people report having similar feelings in the basement they just feel like uneasy or they right. feel a coldness um and then, so on the second floor, there was a, a famous shooting that took place, uh, the shooting of James Stark. He was shot by the town physician, Philip Minus. Um, and I'll get to it a little more later, but basically this guy, James Stark, was a real asshole. And so he kind of went, like asking for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then he got shot. Um, so, but depending on who you ask, it was either by the staircase or it was by the kitchen. And it's just like, depending on who you ask, everybody's got a different version of the story. Ooh. But either way, his ghost is said to roam the main floor of the, of the Moon River Brewing Company. That's cool. So there's also a couple events that they had on the website, Ghost City Tours, where, um, he was like, clearly the ghost just like messing with people mm -hmm. so the guy I think it's a guy um but the person who who wrote this up this is what they had said last summer I was on a date with a lovely young lady we went to the moon river for dinner during the course of dinner she excused herself to the restroom the minutes ticked by as I started to wonder if she bailed on me almost <laughs> 10 minutes later she came back to the table tears streaming down her face I asked her what was wrong is everything okay and she took a deep breath and composed herself and proceeded to tell me that she was in one of the stalls, but when she tried to exit, the door wouldn't open. <gasps> she assured me the door wasn't locked. She pushed on the door with all her weight, but it wouldn't budge. She started to panic, but didn't want to cause a scene. And after trying for another minute, she desperately called out, let me out of this stall. Um, she gave the door another push and then it came right open. She went outside oh, to try and calm herself down before coming back to the table, but she didn't know that I was interested in the paranormal and ghosts and thought I would think she was crazy. So 
A minute later, the waitress came to the table to refill the drinks, and she noticed that my date was a mess and asked if everything was okay. My date looked at the waitress and said, you won't believe me if I told you, but something just happened to me in your restroom. I think a ghost was messing with me. She told the waitress the whole story just to have the waitress reply, yeah, you're not the first to have that happen to them. The ghosts like to hang out in the women's restroom for some reason. <laughs> that is so creepy. Yeah, and isn't that crazy? And then he was like, I don't think that made my date feel any better. <laughs> no, Yeah. Um, but yeah, so apparently they like trapping people in the bathroom. And another time, uh, this person was sitting at a table having dinner with a friend. All of a sudden the friend jumps and her face turned white almost instantly. All of the blood drained from her skin. I asked her what was wrong and she told me something has grabbed my leg twice. The first time I thought it was you, but this time both of your hands were where I can see them. I asked her what she meant. Something grabbed her leg and she said it felt like someone had gripped her thigh and squeezed. She could feel a hand squeezing her leg and she's refused to go back ever since. (laughs) With good reason. I know, right? If you get groped by a ghost, maybe you don't go back. (laughs) No, you don't. Yeah, so. Why are the ghosts groping people? (laughs) That's not cool. I mean, if a ghost wanted to grope me, that'd be the most action I'd seen all year, so. hey (laughs) oh. Uh, but also on the upper floors they uh there are ghostly and shadowy figures that have been reported there's apparently a lady in white which there's a lady in white you know like every haunted place always um and then people have been pushed down the stairs construction crews have been chased out by unseen forces all of these things have happened you know according to reports Mm -hmm. and then so on the fourth floor is said to have particularly dark energy because during the many yellow fever outbreaks in savannah that were part of uh part of the building including the top floor was used as a hospital so i think on the fourth floor it was used part of it was used as a a makeshift hospital during yellow fever outbreaks and also during the civil war i think that they would bring soldiers and stuff there well that's Um, the making and so yeah yeah so of course, there were a lot of deaths in the building from the people who lost their battle with the yellow fever and then people who had been injured in the war and, you know, all those people that possibly died there may still be there. Well, yeah. So just because I used some information from their site, the Ghost City Tours does a haunted pub crawl. Um, and they occasionally and will occasionally go to moon river brewing company for a tour so if you want to if you go to savannah look them up you know uh, now that you say that um we were supposed to go to savannah um over the spring break like my spring break in a week um but with covid like hannah hadn't gotten vaccinated like she she doesn't want to go anywhere until she gets vaccinated and but we were looking and there was a pub crawl so i wonder if it was the same one i wasn't paying attention to where it goes but well, we yeah. should add it uh we should put a pin in our haunted road trip uh map oh, yeah. and uh do a a haunted pub crawl sounds like the most fun thing because not only are you like looking for ghosts and getting your history but then you like get to get drunk too <laughs> you can't beat it really like no and someone else is like driving you or walking you around so you don't have to worry what? about it and you can just be like, oh, I saw a ghost, but maybe you didn't because you were just drunk. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it was just like your shadow in the in the in the mirror. It was a they, ghost. They don't know. <laughs> I saw a ghost. She looked just like me. All right, so we're gonna talk about BuzzFeed Unsolved first. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Went to the Moon River Brewing Company. It was season four, episode six. And this is the season where Ryan got a little more confident and um, I love it. Like was kind of antagonizing the ghost a little more. <laughs> so I'm also doing BuzzFeed Unsolved first because I think that Ryan definitely watched the Ghost Adventures episode as preparation uh-huh. before they went there. So we're going to talk about BuzzFeed Unsolved and then we're going to talk about Ghost Adventures. But according to Ryan, Gene Biko, who's one of the owners, has said that he's had supernatural experiences there, but John Pinkerton has not and does not believe in ghosts. Um, mm. And they also spend an inordinate amount of time at the beginning of the episode talking about Shane's mustache um because for whatever reason he has a mustache in this episode and then he said that savannah is a mustache town (laughs) (laughs) he's not wrong yeah so um in in his research ryan also mentioned that dr minis who is the guy who shot james stark he was the town doctor but he was also jewish and so apparently stark had been lobbying anti-semitic attacks at him um for (gasps) some time and he was i think believed to just be a general asshole to everyone so because he was that like just like the town asshole after dr minnie shot him he got off with the charge of justifiable homicide i like it i like it it. reminds me of the time that i had that dream about our classmate Mm -hmm. and i know you know who i'm talking about exactly the minute you said it i was like yo (laughs) my dream i had shot him and then the police were like well he had it coming so you're okay there are people that 100% you're like, yeah, you know, if they got it, they... It's just like that one. It's, this was another episode of, of BuzzFeed Unsolved, but it was like where that whole town kind of uh, mm-hmm. killed that one guy and then nobody the said anything yeah. about it because he was Ron like... Ron McElroy or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Sorry. Um, yeah, but uh, so anyway, then they attempt to make contact with the supposedly violent spirit of Stark. So he's supposed to be a violent kind of uh, ghost and I guess maybe he I don't know what like the reports are him doing things to people but they don't get any activity from that then Ryan brings out the spirit box and Shane taunts the ghost and they hear the name James which even Shane points out I think it said James but since okay. it's just one word you know they never like it's got to okay. be like a full sentence in order for it to be compelling for the spirit right box. yeah for him to pick it up um then ryan talks about a northerner who had visited the the hotel bar whatever during the civil war and was actually lynched for his southern anti-southern sentiment while he was there so like you'd have been in trouble but okay what kind of idiot are you to (laughs) to go into a place and just start shit talking everybody during the war here's fun the war of northern aggression (laughs) yeah it's just like like why would you do that like yeah so anyway the hotel wound up closing not long after that because of how violent things had gotten between the locals and out-of-town patrons during the war scary um so then they go into the hallway and try to talk to the ghost some unintelligible voices are heard um but it could just be people from outside because it's, it's on a street it's like on a main kind of street and then shane puts on a savannah accent to try to get the ghost to speak so he's like going <laughs> of he does well hi there i hope you do enjoy you know he's like doing this weird savannah accent (laughs) oh my gosh oh it's really funny so then they talk about how during the civil war the building was used as a hospital and they go up to the fourth floor um where the yellow fever patients and soldiers were housed and ryan tries to talk to the spirits there 
and this is where Shane calls him out for being more belligerent to the ghost this season. That's amazing. And he's like, I think you stopped believing in the ghost. And he's like, it's not that I've stopped believing. And so Ryan like makes this whole analogy that if you like go out to lunch with a friend and you're talking to them and the friend won't talk, you're going to get agitated after a while and be like, wow, fuck what you talking to me. <laughs> and then Shane's like, yes, but in this scenario, you're at lunch by yourself talking to no one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, it was just really funny anyway so then ryan talks about how there was a full bar of people who witnessed a woman in 1800s garb walk through the room but as she approached the bar she vanished Uh, and multiple people saw her and witnesses have also claimed to see her on the stairs so they go to the stairs to try to drum up some activity there and i don't know what exactly they were trying to do but it winds up with ryan doing a weird dance and going like give me the business as he's standing on the stage <laughs> like dancing for the ghost i guess i don't know <laughs> oh my gosh why like i would i would recommend watching this episode just for that so then they go into the basement to try to talk to toby uh they hear a little bit of movement and then decide to investigate one at a time so you know, of course, Shane gets nothing, but Ryan goes down by himself and he thinks he hears Toby on the spirit box, but that's the only voice he gets. And then he does have like a creepy feeling of being watched, but they don't really get any, you know, concrete evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so then I watched the Ghost Adventures episode, which is season two, episode seven. And they actually, they start out, they get to, interview the owner gene bico oh nice um and so he leads them kind of around and is showing them you know all the different hot spots and stuff and tells them about the experiences that he's had and that the painters have had there and he takes them down to the basement and as soon as they get down there zach feels like a a jolt of electricity run through him he does um yeah and so like they're as they're down there and then nick because this is when nick was still with them sees something from the other room he said he saw a figure like all in white move past the doorway in the other part of the room so uh, then they're like they're going around the basement and and this guy gene is like he talks to the camera separately like while zach is away and he's like i'm not gonna tell him what else is down here because i kind of want to test him and see if he's actually sensitive to this stuff or not oh nice (laughs) oh and so he actually does go right to where the, the spots are um, mm. and like says he feels something here and he's like well that's where this one girl was attacked mm. um, but they also he finds something which I guess is like it used to be an entrance to underground tunnels or something there's like mm-hmm. tunnels under the building so then they go outside to see if they can find the other side of the tunnel and they find this opening and it's like there's a fence and stuff so it's like closed off because i guess it's abandoned or whatever but zach hops the fence and he like tells them to watch while he goes to investigate it but they're like oh, keep a lookout shit. and he goes down there to this opening and there's a fucking cat in there and it like runs out of it and like scares him <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so then they talked to this lady who was, a, she was attacked in the basement. Um, and before this, she was there for some event and she actually didn't believe in ghosts. 
but whatever mm. this entity was and this was in the basement it grabbed her by the throat oh and like so she, you know it was like a violent attack and so after that it was like one she doesn't really go back there but also right. two now she believes in this stuff yeah as you would oh so, yeah so as they're setting up for the investigation they hear a loud banging upstairs and um zach goes to check it out but there's no one there and it's actually still light out while they're doing this so they actually thought like maybe someone was in the building or whatever mm -hmm. but it, you know it's just like um it's still light out and they actually hadn't like started yet um but then night falls and they start investigating and immediately they catch a creepy disembodied laugh um like as they're talking to whatever oh. and then they use that device that has like a word bank mm -hmm. and it says it has all these words that it's saying and they actually get a lot of activity through that um like they think they put a ladder against something and it says something like stare like it knows what it what they did it was weird oh that's creepy um and then they get they get a lot of voices and footsteps that are like coming through on the audio mm -hmm. but the most compelling part which actually ryan talked about but i guess i didn't put it in my buzzfeed notes um the most compelling part of the ghost adventures episode is when they go down to the basement and investigate and whatever's there seemingly possesses nick for a minute and he looks Ooh. like he's leaning over the table and zach's trying to talk to him and he's not answering and then he looks up and he's staring and he has like just this murderous look in his eyes and then Ooh. he's like staring at zach and zach actually backs away and zach was like trying to ask him like what is your name and he like didn't answer That's um and it was so creepy so yeah so so ryan talks about that in his thing and i was like oh i know he watched the ghost adventures episode because he's like one paranormal investigator he's <laughs> going to be possessed in the basement <laughs> oh um and then they showed this like creepy face but his face really did look like that Ooh. um so they try to get him to snap out of it and um they're like doing the evp and stuff too zach says they're behind you and they catch this evp going I know. Um, and then he even sees a shadow figure move behind him and they catch that on camera like it um, zooms across in the background. And then so later Nick confesses that he was hearing a voice in his head saying kill him and he oh just felt gosh. super angry. So whatever is down there is like pretty it's violent. Bad. I don't know what that was if that was Toby or <laughs> whoever. I mean, like, Toby seems like the, like, most non-aggressive name you could give a ghost. Sounds like a nice fucking person. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you think of, like, Toby from The Office. So, like, he wouldn't hurt a right. fuck. Right. Just Toby. Um, but, yeah. No, so he was, but he felt super angry. And it was, it was pretty scary. Like, there are some things, like, I know that they play up things for television. But at the right. same time some of the things that happen on that show i'm like they're not good enough actors for this no yeah i agree <laughs> yeah, so it was it was pretty creepy um that thing but yeah that's the moon river brewing company and i definitely think that oh, we should go sometime gosh. and maybe just yeah. in the basement i feel like brewing companies are like a breeding ground for ghosts yeah mm -hmm. i don't know why i well i guess I either um i don't know i i would 
kind of that is interesting you think about like the history of alcohol and ghosts because there are lots of haunted taverns and pubs yeah like the the uh brewing company near our house like in downtown not near our house but like downtown in toledo is most definitely haunted as well yeah because it's always like oh the glasses fly off the tables you know things Mm -hmm. like that that's interesting Interesting. i guess especially if it's been there for a long time it's just like any other right know with the residual hauntings and stuff yeah absolutely i mean it is what it, you know that's what happens wild well i'm excited for your you've got part two here of the oh my gosh, smiley face killers for us hey hey are you that weird one in your friends group that loves to watch true crime documentaries Have you ever wanted to learn more about the lesser known crimes? And are you fascinated with ghost stories? I'm Hannah, the creator, editor, and host of Murder Bucket, a podcast that talks about, get this, murders, paranormal activity, abductions, kidnappings, and weird stuff. Join me every Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts to get the inside scoop on some of the most interesting topics in the true crime world. I am also very active on social media. You can find me on Instagram at MurdBucket, Facebook at BucketMurd, and Twitter at The Murder Bucket. Okay, so I do, and let me just tell you. So, okay, so for this one, for part two, I'm going to talk about the... um, oxygen series and um so the oxygen series ran for eight it was a mini series eight different episodes each episode focused on one of the person like or one one of the 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 boys i shouldn't say boys they're men but young men that are um that were were killed or so they think they were killed. So the first one was man. And it was funny because like I watched this like as in as in with a true crime lens, uh-huh. but it really, really was really sad. Like um, they have the parents on the episodes and they talk about the different things. And um, it was it was really it was actually like a really touching one. So the first one, uh, his name was Dakota James. He was 23 years old. Um, went missing January 25th, 2017. So he was missing for 40 days. Oh my God. Found and he was found 11 miles from where he was last seen down river and through a dam is where they said that this body, his body traveled. He went through a dam? Through a dam. Sorry, hold on my, my, I'm trying to like, I can't talk with my, with my weird thing on my tongue. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So, okay, so they they talked to the parents, they talked to the mom, and um, they the mom said she never got to, like, see him one last time, and she said, like, she always regretted it and everything, and so um, the autopsy said there was moderate damage, but they were talking about how, like, if that body had been in the water for 40, 40 days, it would have substantial damage. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these were, like, when you talked about it last time, the bodies were not in the water the whole time they were missing because they would have exactly. composed a lot more. Exactly. And if you have somebody who you are saying got drunk and fell into the water, 
and it shows that they weren't in the water the whole time that right there tells you like there was foul play yeah you know because it's not like you're get you drunk and then you're drunk for 40 days and you fall in the water you know what I mean yeah yeah um so anyway and also she said now this is kind of weird because I don't know exactly like what it would look like but she said they only identified him by his foot because he had like a tattoo on his foot or on his ankle and um she said that the detective she asked him like well if his body had been in the water for 40 days like what color would his his skin have been had been you know and they like it would have been really 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 dark almost black and um she said that his foot was still like really pale Hmm. um yeah so anyway so they hire they kind of and they work with um other people in the fields of different things so they had like an independent autopsy person and he was kind of saying you know, this could be because the water is so cold uh-huh. around that. And this was the Ohio River. I believe this one happened in Pennsylvania. The first one is from Pennsylvania. And so he was, they were saying like the water is so cold that it technically could have preserved his body. Yeah, that, like that happens yeah. sometimes when it's really cold. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Um, so anyway, so they looked into some stuff. Now, this was so weird because they mentioned it in the beginning of the episode, but then like all of a sudden they didn't really mention it anymore. They said that 48 hours after Dakota had gone missing, there was a suspicious transaction on his PayPal account. Oh. Yeah, but then they like never talked about what it was. They um they still like they brought that to because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get these cases open back up. Right. So they um go through all this evidence, find all these things, talk to all these experts, and then they they bring it back to the police department and try to get them to reopen the case with like, hey, look at all this evidence we have. Mm-hmm. So like they they put that towards the evidence so it must have been something but they never said like what it was like you know but it was just a suspicious transaction on his paypal account two days after he was missing and so uh they also talked to uh the people who do the rescues so they talked to the people that actually retrieved dakota's body and um they said it was weird they said that when the lady called it in and said that there was something that looked like a body floating in the river they got over there and they said he was face up and they said right away they knew it was him. He looked exactly like the posters. Huh. So you're going to tell me after 40 days in the water right. and you went through a, a concrete dam that you look just like you did in the pictures that you're, that, you know, are on the missing people poster. I'm not buying it. Um, so anyway, so they were like, well, how many people have you, have you taken body? How many, like, how many people have you found? And they were like, well, we found like over a dozen. And they said like, what was his condition compared to the other people you found? And they said like, he was by far in the best condition of anybody they've ever found. Oh yeah. That's really suspicious. I feel like. But yeah, so they, so I'm like, there's no way anyway. So they did find a place, um, under a bridge that was close to where the body, um, they believe the body had been, uh, could have been dumped because it was like a place where you could get easily by a car, but you could kind of get in without being seen. And of course there was a graffiti smiley face. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, we've had this conversation last week. It's like, I want to believe like everywhere they find these smiley faces, it's like, Oh, that's a clue. But there are so many smiley, so many faces. smiley faces. It's just like the easiest thing to graffiti. I feel like I don't think that that's enough to connect these exactly. together, but I feel like the MO of it is enough to connect. Oh yeah. You know? Well, and, I, and I'll get to another one of the people and you'll be like, oh shit. Um, and so there, there is some 
interesting thing that happens um or that that we'll we'll get to but anyway uh so they wanted to know because they were talking about how like okay so he was in the water they're saying he was in the the for the original investigator said he was in the water for 40 days he got drunk fell in the water um even though he was like super athletic but anyway um so they're trying to figure out how far open the dam was that day because they're like if the dam was only open like a foot there's no way his body could have got through there without getting super duper fucked up mm. you know yeah and so they had to fill out a freedom of information act request and they actually looked at the lock records for the dam um on the day that the body was recovered because it was recovered really close to the dam so they they assume that it went through that day and each slot was only open like one to two and a half feet. So the, this expert guy said it was highly unlikely that Dakota's body would have gotten through there without in my notes I have without getting to beat the fuck up, which is, I mean, a little graphic, but truthfully, the way they made it sound, they were like, there's no way. Like if he had, had gone through there, it would have been like really, really bad. They would have not been able to identify him right away. Um, so anyway, so then they were like, well, let's look at the history from like that week and see if there were any days that the um, the dams were open up a little bit bigger or anything. So they did. They looked at the five days prior and they did find the one day there it was open seven feet. So the one guy is like, okay, if it did go through the dam without getting hurt and without getting beat up at all, it probably was on that day that it was open seven feet, which is fine. But then how was the body still in that area for five days and not seen, you yeah. know, because what happens is are these bodies, you know, they, they get pushed with the current and they go through until somebody sees it. So if it would have got pushed through the dam, it would have kept going down the river and somebody would have seen it not like chilled out in that area for five days. And then eventually somebody sees it. Um, so according to the people that rescued his body, they said that um, at the rate that Dakota's body was moving when they caught up to it, it would have taken him 30 minutes after he got through the dam to get where he was found. Yeah. So they're, they're like, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. So anyway, so they finally did, they, they felt like they had enough evidence. So they, uh, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia police department actually did, uh, agree to meet with them. And so, cause you know, they're the two retired New York detectives. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so they finally, they agreed to meet with them while the day of they canceled. <gasps> So yeah, so they talked to the parents and then um, actually they did end up, they uh, gave the mom like the photos, the crime scene photos, everything like that. And um, they uh, did agree that there was probably enough to like maybe open it back up or show that it wasn't um, just accidental drowning. And then, but the apparently, and I don't know exactly all the rules and how it goes, but apparently the medical examiner has to agree to like relook at it, relook at the case. And so the, um, at, when this aired, the medical examiner still hadn't like uh, said that he would want, that he would open it back up and look. And so they were actually like going to the news stations and uh, talking to the news channel to try to get like more push for the medical examiner to take a look at it. Interesting. And it was that because it's like, you know, you see this parent, these parents, and they're just like, brokenhearted you know and they they're like right. something did not happen to my I know something happened to my kid like he didn't just get drunk and fall in the water and um you know and so it was it was really sad 
Um, the second one that they have is Lucas Holman. Holman, not Holman, Holman. He was uh, 21 years old. He uh, went missing late September in 2006 uh, from La Crosse, Wisconsin. And so this is this is weird. So he had um, after a night out with friends, he um, he was missing, and his he was missing for three days, and then they found his body. Um, his body had a lot of scratches on his face and a lot of bruising um, that were not consistent with regular because like bodies will get messed up. That's why it was so weird with um, with Dakota that his body wasn't you know so yeah. messed. Up. So he has some that they said were just regular injuries of a body floating down the river, but some were not. And then hold on to your freaking hat if you have one, because there were orange flecks of what looked like spray paint on his jacket. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, um, and they said uh, really close to where the body was found, there was an orange uh, smiley face. Oh, okay. So that's. That yeah. Suspicious. Yeah. So um, anyway, so they were trying to figure out uh, like what was going on. And a lot of people were saying the last time he was seen was at this bar called Vibe. So wait, um, when, was, when was this guy found? 2006. Oh, okay. So when was the first, what year was the first one of these? Um, they- the first guy, uh, well, it's been since like the late nineties that this has okay. been happening. Because well, my thought here with him being found with the spray paint on his jacket and there was a smiley face nearby is if it's like copycat people, you know that could very well be it too that could very well be it too um yeah so uh anyway he went to this place called the vibe um it's like a bar mm-hmm. and um so this is kind of where it gets interesting a little bit because so some people were saying that maybe that there was an altercation that he had with a member of the band that was playing there that night. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the police did, the police reported that they did question the lead singer of that band. And um, he said like, he didn't remember ma- anyone matching uh, Luke's pr- description or anything, but he does say he that he remembers an altercation he had outside and somebody was like peeing near his equipment and so they're like, well, was he peeing near the equipment or was he peeing on the equipment? You know, yeah. And he, according to the band member, whoever it was, and he wasn't saying it was Luke. He just said, oh, whoever it was like got into an altercation with him and then sucker punched him. So then I guess like two days later, they asked the guy to bring back his van so that they could like have the cadaver dogs uh-huh. like, and stuff. And so apparently like towards the back of the van, the, um, the dogs did pick up some type of a scent urine or blood oh but i'm like well yeah that would make sense like if he was peeing maybe he was was peeing peeing the the van you know um so but i probably punch him in the face too right (laughs) right and then the kicker is like no they didn't like they didn't do anything with the van they didn't impound it anything they were like just send him back on his way (laughs) i don't that so many of these true crime stories are like that where it's yeah it's shot in police work and it's like Why do you not follow up on every single lead? Like the watcher, like that yeah. one where they had, right. they had so many different leads and they didn't check them out thoroughly. And I just like, I, I don't. That sense to me. I, if you are the kind of person, like I'll admit it, I don't like putting in a ton of effort at work all the time. <laughs> like, but if, yeah, you're like, if you're that well, kind of person and you're just going to half-ass your job, don't, 
don't be a policeman don't like be a don't 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 be a police officer like that's exactly. not like, like that's not your line of work then if you're gonna half-ass it yeah people's lives are at stake you don't you don't you're if you're a doctor if you're a lawyer don't have this your job if you can't exactly. put in why is that a such full a effort then maybe you should do something else <laughs> i don't understand i don't understand why that's like a bit like a novel concept yeah i just don't know it's like if you don't feel like going to work if you don't feel like putting in your effort that day maybe you call in sick maybe you don't just Right. Like maybe we don't go job and then you're like, oh, well, this guy had blood in his car, but I guess we're not going to investigate that any further. Like, no, it's fine. He was probably just, you know, it's, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's it's fine. I'm sure he's not. (laughs) It's good. We're, we're, we're good here. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, that was just like really super, super duper weird anyway. Um, but so then they looked and they had a forensic, uh, when a forensic specialist look, so the body had been in the water. He had been found after three days. So he looked at the bot, the, um, pictures of Lucas Homan's body and said, he was, he has not been in that water for three days. He's been there not even at most 12 hours. Yeah. And so anyway, so they were trying to talk about how like, man, we want to try to get his clothing because they had heard rumor that there was those, uh, there were those orange flecks. Mm-hmm and stuff so anyway they told the the mom and the mom's like i can call the police department like that's what i noticed about all the ones that i watched and now i was only able to watch three of the eight um but they what i saw is the parents were really 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 involved and they wanted to help and they like wanted answers you know yeah. so i was like i'll do anything you like you want i'll call the police department and tell them i want the clothes that's fine so she did she got the clothes um, they had this uh, DNA expert um, t- try to take the DNA off the bodies. What else they noticed too about his genes is like everything, all of his clothes were in really good shape for have been like how he was supposedly supposed to have been in like rough water for three days. Mm-hmm. And so they said that his belt loops were broken. So they thought they were ripped. They thought that was kind of weird. Like maybe somebody had like lifted him up and like thrown him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, they looked, um, they, so they did do some DNA testing on his clothes um they also had another expert look at the scratches and bruises on his forehead and they actually were saying that the the guy said he thought that it was an imprint of a boot um that he had been kicked in the head that's crazy yeah and so um you know what did they they wind up ruling his death then oh accidental drowning when there's a boot print on his fucking head yeah 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 so they're trying, you know, they were obviously trying to get it, like, get it open back up. Yeah. And so um, they had been looking some more. And the more that they looked, the more they uh, were looking at the scars and the bruising. And they came to the conclusion that there was more than one person attacking him and holding him down. Yeah. And so then, of course, that, and they were like, Luke was 6'3". He was, he was a really good basketball player. He played college ball. Like, they were like, you, this is like, he, they, somebody was like, really, there were more than one person messing with him and, and, you know, really, really, uh, um, fighting and holding him down. And then they tested the orange specks and I guess the orange specks were some type of, what did they say? They said it was some type of a, something that's in nail polish. That's also found in, um, hundreds of different spray paints. Oh, so they're still trying to get their case reopened. Same deal. They're trying, trying, trying. And so far they haven't been able to get it reopened. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. 
So anyway, um, and the last one that I have uh, for today that I'll go in depth in is uh, William Hurley. He went missing on October 8th in 2009, 24 years old. Uh, he was in, uh, in the Navy, I believe. Um, he went missing uh, from Boston. Uh, he had gone to a Bruins game, Boston Bruins game with uh, co a couple co-workers and um the video the video feed shows him leaving the stadium and he's like kind of like a, looking a little weird like he's kind of almost like uh tipping a little bit and stuff mm -hmm. and uh which is just is kind of weird anyway but his girlfriend I guess was like gonna go pick him up so she was like it'd be like me going to a game and then like somebody going to pick me up and being like, okay, where are you? And they were trying to like kind of find out where each other were so she could pick him up because there wasn't really anywhere for him to, for her to park. So anyway, she finally can't find him. He's not answering his phone. And so he goes missing. So he, his body was found six days later in the river. Um, the autopsy, now this one is different because I want to say this one, it said, um, they think that he, they're still saying, oh, he was drunk and he had some GHB in his system. Now, interesting to this, did you know that uh, GHB occurs naturally in the body? So is GHB the date rape drug? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I heard some stuff about this because there was also, I think, doesn't it also fade after time or something? Like uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I had no idea that GHB was naturally in your body. Bodies have about 10 milligrams. I think it was milligrams. Um, and when they found his body six days later, he they tested it and he had 18 milligrams. So he definitely had been drugged. Yeah. That's um, right. And uh, so anyway, but he had blunt force uh, injuries to his head and uh, some lower extremities that were, were a little bit damaged. Um, and another thing that they had said is that his phone, they found his phone. So, okay. So if you, if you think about like where the Bruins game was, like where he, where his, the, he's last seen leaving, then if you go like a little bit further down, that's where his phone is found. And they said, oh, his phone was run over. But then when they took his phone to like a phone expert, like there's literally somebody who knows all about like phones and what they look like when they've been damaged. And they said like, no, this phone hasn't been run over. It's been broken like manually with hands. Cause it's like pulled in. It was like one of those little, like the, not the sidekick ones, but the ones that you could like flip open. Oh yeah, yeah. Hot dog kind of flipped open, you know? Yeah. And um, they said, they said it was like totally broken half. Like it was definitely done by hands. And so uh, they found that. And then farther down is where they think he supposedly went in the water, even though he was like in the Navy and knew all about water and like all about how you should avoid that. Um, so anyway, also interesting enough, they found his body opposite of the way that the current was going. Oh. Magic, how that happens. Right. They actually did a test and they took a, one of the guys out and put him in the water and he floated and then they uh they just watched because I guess they they looked up the national weather found out what the wind was like that day and actually ended up the wind was like the exact same day or the exact same way that it was so they ended up um doing a test and the body obviously went with the current not so like the body the test went the exact opposite of the way that they right found right his body um so anyway, it was weird. Uh, the, another kind of weird part about it, and this is just, I think it's just kind of an aside, but they actually were able to look up the phone and he kept talking about like how he didn't like his coworker and how he was like weird and I'm going to fucking kill him. And he's so annoying. And, 
I don't know. It was just weird to me. It didn't seem like much because I know, you know, like quite often, um, like I know with males, especially like I've had, you know, Ethan will text me sometimes and he's super irritated and he'll just be like venting, you know? And it's like, if somebody read those, they'd be like, oh my goodness, he's crazy, you know, but it's just like, he's venting. Right, I know. Right. So to me, I don't know, to me, it didn't really seem like that big of a deal, but you know, they were kind of like, why is he talking like that and everything? So, um, the, the girlfriend, um, still, you know, obviously wants closure and they found, and this was like really sad. Um, they found ligature marks around his neck. So that's like strangulation. Yeah. And they found, um, they found ligature marks around his neck and then his, uh, fingers were, um, like uh blood vessels were like broken in his fingers and it in the guy the um specialist said that it was because he was like trying to grasp at whatever was around his neck to try to like open it up all right so so was this guy still ruled an accidental drowning too so he was ruled um he was ruled they ruled um it not an accidental drowning but it, that he that uh the reason they didn't know how he died but it was an accident that he fell in the water because I guess cause of death and manner of death are like two different things or something. Yeah, but I just like, if you have ligature marks like that, then mm-hmm. obviously there's foul play involved. Yeah, and um, the people, like the, when they were telling the mom and the sister about this, they were like shocked. Like they had no idea that this was a thing. Oh, they, like, like the police hadn't told them that before? Yeah, like, they, they had no idea. They were like shocked. I don't know, yeah. Leanne, that's, that's, that's real fishy right and um so anyway so there are other ones um uh sorry hold on i just lost my um brian wellson in 2000 he was partying on new year's eve uh 21 years old they he was lost they never they didn't find him for 77 days later and um so that's you know quite a long time Although they said he was in the um, water for 77 days and he was drunk and fell in, the autopsy report only indicated slight decomposition. Uh, there's 24-year-old 24, 24 Tommy Booth. Uh, in 2008, he just disappeared from a bar in Woodland, Pennsylvania. Uh, he was celebrating a friend's 21st birthday. A security camera shows him leaving the bar. Um, when they did find his body, it was in, um, it said his body was in full rigor mortis, uh, but that's usually only characteristic of a person who's been dead 24 to 36 hours. But they had said like, oh, he had been in the, um, he had been in the water for like a longer time or something. And like I said, these are ones that I haven't watched the oxygen special on yet. So I don't have a hundred percent really good information on these. Um, Todd Geeb or Geib um went missing in late june in 2005 he was 22 years old and um he was found 22 days later in muskegon michigan and um i know where that is so um the michigan ones you know they always hit me um but anyway so he found um he was found 22 days later um death ruled and uh drowning even though he was like a real like a real good swimmer and um, I believe that his body too suggested that there's no way he had been in the water for those 22 days. His yeah, it just seems like 
when most of these they hadn't been in the water that whole time yeah um and then i believe yeah so there those are the ones that are from the oxygen special and then our next week our last part part three i'll talk about a couple other possible ones and then i will talk about uh jeffrey woodruff who is the um the one that my niece yeah friends with but anyway so i i really i really don't see how this could be a coincidence no like no just even if they're not connected a lot of these seem like there's no way they're accidental drownings there's definitely foul play involved and they need to open these cases back up yeah and that's like what the um the detectives that were are always saying to in this in the show is they're like, listen, we're not trying, like we're, if they, if these are, have nothing to do with our specific cases, like the, um, the smiley face killer, they're like, that's okay. Like, we're just trying to find justice yeah, for these people that have been, have been killed. And then their families are like, well, they were just a drunken fool and fell into the water. I know this is going to sound bad, but it really surprises me too, that they are not putting more effort into these considering they're like yep. young white males. Yep. hundred percent. Usually. Yep if you ex- this is so terrible and like just speaks to like all the problems in our country but like you almost mm-hmm. expect that if it's like a person yeah. of color or a woman or whatever yep but the fact that these are like white males and they still are mm-hmm. not putting the level of 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 work into it that should be done it's yeah you're absolutely right though you're absolutely right that's like um yeah that is the way that it is it's like you know you would it, you know, you see these gang shootings and things like that. And you kind of just go, okay, like it is what it is. And you, you kind of like roll your eyes and you're irritated with the police, but you go, oh, well, this is the way that they act. And I shouldn't lump all police in there, but let's be honest. Um, but then, you know, well, you we're see- not including the canine units. Oh, hell no. Boys. I would never, <laughs> I would never in a million years disrespect those, those dogs that are doing their jobs. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's just such a sad, um, such a sad. Yeah, I just like, I don't know. I, I that's just so frustrating because it definitely I couldn't imagine being a parent and knowing that your child died. One thing, which is the worst thing that can happen to a parent, mm-hmm. and then to know that it probably wasn't their fault and someone else had something to do with it yeah no one's doing a thing about it like that's no and and i i really do i feel really bad for for the parents and i i just it was so sad to watch that's why i was like you know i know normally you kind of watch these in their you know their true crime and you're you know you're enjoying the information and all that which i did i find it very very interesting but it was also very sad like i think i was crying at one of them because it's like, you know, they're, they love their son. And I thought this was interesting too. And this doesn't, I didn't mention it because it, it really has nothing to do with the story at all. But Dakota James, the first one was openly gay. And um, I didn't mention it at first because it really has nothing to do with anything. But I just thought it was interesting because the guys like um, the parent, the one of the detective guys, I think it was Gannon. He was like, now you are... Um, like you guys are okay with his lifestyle like you're cool with them and everything and they're like absolutely you know they're like we the only thing we were ever worried about was just his safety and I was like man like you stress all the time about like is my kid gonna get bullied or get beat up or anything like that because he's uh being gay and then you lose him to something like this yeah 
you know, so I just felt so bad for those parents and, um, and yeah, and so I'm going to like, keep, you know, obviously keep getting the word out and like learning more about this. And hopefully they, they really, really want as many of these cases to open back up as they can so that they can, um, you know, they can try to get some closure for the families, but also find out what's really happening. And, um, if there are a group of people that are essentially like killing, um, killing people and trying to make it look like accidental drownings. Yeah, I just don't understand the logic behind, yeah, you found them in water, but if their level of decomp and stuff shows that they weren't in the water that whole time. Exactly. Where were they during that time? Like, how can you account for that? It's like, did they just, in your mind, did they just go Mm -hmm. off and wander around for a while and then fall into the water? Like, I don't- Right, five days later after they've sobered up. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Or even just like with the, with the dam, you know? Yeah. this dam um when it was open seven feet but then he he just kind of stuck around in that 30 minute area for five days and then they found him no he would have been someone would have seen him yeah he would have been five days down the road or down the river i mean um it's just it's a it's a really really fucked situation i feel really bad for the families and um uh, but I, I, I will say that I'm really excited to give you guys the info about Jeremy Woodruff and stuff. And uh, his mom and sister are um, are really still like trying to get his information out there because, you know, as of right now, it just looks like, oh. Yeah, he- I mean, it's just like um, if you ever watch Unsolved Mysteries or whatever, they actually did wind up solving some of those cases by leaving it open yes. and having the hotline yep. and stuff. So if anybody knows anything, yep. you know. I mean, we're not saying contact us, but if you want to contact yeah. us, you can. Contact us, I'll try to find you somewhere to go, yeah, you know, well. <laughs> like, put you in the right direction. But yeah, yeah like, I mean, I'm sure I'm, do they have, do these de- detectives dudes who are looking into it, did they have a website or anything for them? I'm pretty sure yeah, at the end they did. I'll put, yeah, I'll, we'll put the link in the thing. Okay. Well, and you can look it up. Maybe we can uh, give it to next week or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I will. I'll have it. But in the meantime, if you want to contact us, if you know anybody who's been affected by um, these, like, these smiley face drowning things, I don't know what to call it, really. It's like, oh, that's, yeah. um, or if you have ever been to Moon River Brewing, or, or if you have a, a ghost story or a true crime story or anything you want to share with us, so we'll read it on the air, you can Please. email us. Um, it's boozeandghoulspod at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you can follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at boozeandghoulspod um, no, booze booze. booze I'm That's sorry I didn't know if we were doing a back and forth well, thing I was trying to get <laughs> I was like <laughs> holding it open for you to come in there but then I wasn't sure if you would so Twitter is at boozeandghoul I did come in I did come in but I just said the wrong thing <laughs> well then Instagram is at booze and goals pod and then tiktok is at booze and goals pod which i feel like i we need to update our tiktok yeah, <laughs> it's been a while since we posted anything there <laughs> i will i will do that it's uh it's 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 hard to create a compelling tiktok i feel like it's hard when you're not a youth <laughs> when you're not a youth <laughs> like and i'm not camera ready at all times <laughs> it's not like i can just be like 
hey guys what am i doing today that it is like no like this means I mean, there's a few there's a few tiktoks we have that's just ollie yeah. and me like, which are you know those are like the best I took a video of ollie and then i try to find something paranormal about it or whatever <laughs> dog sees ghost in corner yeah that's what i had because he was growling the one time i was like oh he's protecting me from the ghosts i love it i love it but yeah that? Um, I definitely am glad that we're back because I missed uh, seeing your lovely face. Did you, um, but we did do in the, the off, the off week where we didn't post a, a full length episode. We did episode one of uh, my cryptid corner. I loved it. Where I uh, read about the Ahul, which is a bat like cryptid. So if you haven't listened to that, you can check it out. It's really short. Um, so you can listen to that quickly. And you know, I guess maybe in the future I might do some more of those. So if you like it, let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess that's it for this week. Well, until next time. Stay boozy, friends.